Welcome to the Beauty Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joel Kopelman, a cosmetic oculoplastic surgeon in New York City. You're going to hear from interesting guests who are authorities in their specialty. We will cover topics on health, beauty, and cosmetic surgery, and you will receive unfiltered, truthful information about all these procedures. Today, I'm excited to interview Ari Marone, the founder of New York Laser Outlet, which is the largest uh, laser leasing company in the tri-state area, which also provides laser leasing services, not only locally, but also nationally and internationally. I want to understand from Ari, what is the motivation that doctors have to incorporate these lasers and new technologies into their practices? I want to understand which kind of doctors are doing this, as well as uh, I want to really understand also why his company, in a very crowded field of, of laser leasing companies, has been able to disrupt this industry and become an industry leader. Thank you very much, first off. Um, so New York Laser Outlet is a full-service laser company that prides itself in exceptional customer service. Unlike our competition, we are not a sales-driven company. We are a service company in the capacity of buying, renting, repairing, financing, and very importantly, training and marketing support. Because it's not just having a device that's going to make you money. It's having the knowledge to explain during a consultation to be able to perform the best before and afters for your own marketing team and to understand the value of having a very big online social media presence that will attract newer, younger clientele, uh, the millennials especially, because they will help you in advertising your clinic as well through their social media. So they're almost essentially working for you in a way. So to me, that's a very uh, unique uh, approach because in the past it was only about well we're going to deliver you a machine and you can do whatever you want to do with that machine and um, uh, there is no uh, ancillary support in a sense and and no uh, feeling like uh, you're you're kind of building it out in a three-dimensional way whereas before it was it was only a transaction between uh, delivering a device and having the doctor or the uh, his staff uh, utilize that device. So I think that's very smart of you to do that. Um, where do you think we're going today with, why do we, why do you think your business is growing uh, in this uh, challenging, competitive um, marketplace? So most importantly, we are very competitive with our pricing. Um, we are about 50 to 80% off the retail value of brand new equipment. And also our brand new equipment is significantly more affordable. Uh, our customer service is something that we are very much taking pride in. We are available 24-6. Uh, we have um, monthly refresher training courses for anyone that bought the device. You know, we have... You know, even today here in the other room, this training, I think this was their third training for new staff that came to the practice because they're growing, that they won't get hit with, you know, extra fees. Um, 
We also don't require any service contracts, which prohibits growth. Service contracts generally run between eight to $15,000 per device per year as an insurance plan. And some physicians and med spa owners own, you know, between five to let's say 25 devices. It's very expensive. And then you also want to, you know, also get more technology. So, you know, you're looking at a few hundred thousand dollars extra cost per year, which would be, you know, a lot more in revenue that you'd have to bring in to, to pay those bills. Um, so we service our clients. We have a 24-hour guaranteed response time with loaners available. Uh, we also um, have really great reviews online and testimonials from clients in Abu Dhabi to you know Park Avenue double board certified plastic surgeons, dermatologists, and med spa owners that own over 10 practices throughout the U.S. So we're saving you money. We're giving you better customer service. And we're here to help you every step of the way from, you know, mom and pop shop to someone that has over 10 locations uh, nationwide. Wow. So how do you service people like outside of the New York tri-state area? How, how, do, how is that done? I, I know you're called the New York uh, laser outlet, uh, but you're servicing people across the country? Around the world. So Around the world. Yeah. So okay. as you can see, we have a couple of boxes over here. Some of them are going out to you know Canada. We have another device coming in from DHL from Italy today. Uh, Israel, we have practices coming in all the time. Uh, crates are coming in from California, Texas, Florida. So hand pieces we ship. We have loaners available. Uh, FedEx overnight. You'll get it by 1030 the next morning so you don't have to cancel patients. Um, in regards to servicing the equipment, we'll fly a technician out. Last week we were in Florida. Uh, the week before, we were in Rochester, New York. You know, I had a client that I opened the door for on Sunday that you know dropped the machine off last week. She came to pick it up this week. Within a week, the device was ready to help her business grow because it was down, and the manufacturer wanted about twenty thousand dollars to fix it. And I think our bill came out to about thirty-five hundred dollars. I want our listeners to understand uh, the niche that you fill. Um, because these lasers are so expensive um, and because they're expensive to maintain, uh, I can see why your company is, is uh, filling uh, a need uh, that's out there, especially for practices don't don't have the volume on a daily basis to uh, afford the latest technology. And so I... I I can see that uh, I've bought um, several lasers over the, uh, the course of my career, and a lot of times those lasers just sit in the corner. They're not being utilized on a daily basis, and uh, when a device is not uh, being utilized, it's obviously costing money to sit idle. So I can definitely see a, a real, a very good reason to uh, have your company exist and and prosper and and work in in uh, conjunction with uh, the doctors who all want to provide aesthetic treatments uh, to their patients, and I think it also widens the uh, field in terms of the number of people who want to get into the field without feeling like they can't afford it to buy a single device. Now they can have a whole spectrum of of devices at their fingertips uh, that they can uh, participate in 
and and also you're you're reducing the uh, maintenance costs, which, as you have mentioned, is uh, can be exceedingly expensive from the manufacturers. Like uh, there are manufacturers that um, service my machines that are asking ten or twenty thousand dollars a year to just to uh, to be a service contract for their device, which is um, you know um, difficult to. Uh, uh, absorb if you're not utilizing that device on an everyday basis and therefore it eats into the profits of the uh, facility so <clears throat> I'm interviewing you today because I want people to know and understand why um, uh, there are rental uh, agents like yourself uh, who can provide all these uh, devices and, and allow a lot of people to participate in the uh, aesthetic field. So um, tell me, what kind of uh, training do you offer, um, you know, the uh, med spas, the nurse practitioners, dermatologists, plastic surgeons? What, what is it an in-depth uh, training session? So our training is first-class training. We don't just explain how to turn the device on, and here's the parameters, because anyone can do that. We give the science behind each technology, whether it's a diode for hair removal, a Q-switch for tattoo removal, an Erbium for skin resurfacing, or an IPL for pigment and vascular. We're going to explain to you the wavelengths, so the science behind it. We're going to explain to you, um, you know, God forbid, contraindications, and how to actually ask the proper questions to get feedback on what this patient can possibly happen to their skin if they're on a certain medications, if they've had sun exposure, you know, in the, in the recent weeks. So safety first as well. Um, we also make sure that the clients get hands-on training, not just theory. A lot of people uh, or a lot of businesses need that hands-on experience to feel comfortable. I'm sure that anyone wouldn't just become a resident at you know, a hospital or another physician's office and not learn how to, the hands-on experience as well and just watch because some of these lasers um, can penetrate uh, different layers of the skin and you also want to be able to explain it to the clients and you know wow them that you have the newest or the best technology and this is how it's operating and these are the results that you can expect and also meet your clients expectations during the consult because that's where the sale is generally done and you also have to understand that they're walking uh, advertisement for you if they're happy with their outcome they're going to refer their friends, and there's nothing better than a business that has a great word-of-mouth referral um, and social media, and you'll have before and afters with them. So it really all starts from the training. I am extremely happy to hear that your focus is on safety first and training the people that you rent these machines to. Uh, you want them to be... Uh, well-versed in the science as well as the practical aspects of, of treatment because what I have discovered over 35 years is that when you understand the science of these devices you can then utilize the device in, in a, a much more um, intelligent way you understand the depth of penetration and you understand what consequences can unfold 
from using the device both beneficially and as as well as as adverse effects. So I'm I think your approach is is spot on, and I don't I think that uh, again uh, other people who I've interacted with in the past who've rented uh, lasers to me in the past were not as concerned about my understanding of the device, but rather uh, only cared about how to turn the machine on and point to the uh, problem and say, uh, you know, just point the device towards the, the problem and you'll be fine. I think that your approach, uh, taking it and making sure that people who do rent these uh, devices uh, have a full understanding of how they work, uh, both theoretically and practically, and then I think that uh, will... Um, that ethical point of view is is one that I think um, comes through, and I think that the people will respect that. And also, I think it it, it gives a sense of support to the people you're you're uh, you're leasing these devices to, that you're there to give them support. And long term, I think that's a very good position to be in, rather than just saying, "Well, I'm I'm hustling and and trying to um, you know give you." 10 devices tomorrow and, and we don't care how you use them. So I, I applaud you for uh, your approach. Um, so let's talk about uh, what is what are some new technologies that you'd like to tell us about that are emerging in the, in the laser world that you think are going to be uh, game changers? So in regards to game changers, I think that that word is used so frequently. I think that uh, facial rejuvenation has become um, and tightening has become very big in the in the market. You can see PRP or the, AKA the vampire facial uh, has become a big trend, especially on social media. You know, with social media influencers like uh, the Kardashians showing it. You know, the results speak for themselves. Um, I think that uh, you know a few years ago, Pico technology came out and it became very big. But then very quickly, business owners realize that clients that are generally putting on tattoos for a few hundred dollars don't want to spend a few thousand dollars to take them off. It's just not worth it for them. And that a return on investment for a $250,000 device doesn't actually, isn't there. You Makes know? sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering about that because there are, there are, you know, I when I saw the Pico uh, lasers initially, I said, wow, this... I could see where I could use this, and oh, it's exciting. But then you look at the price tag, and you recognize that the patients are not going to pay uh, exorbitant amounts of money to uh, either remove a tattoo or even a brown spot or, or whatever it is. Uh, I, I just didn't understand the equation. Yeah. I, you know. So Pico technology has dropped dramatically. Even the manufacturer's pricing has gone down about 50% from their market from their ticket price um but let's be honest you know q switch technology has existed for about 20 years and it's it, it do, it's done the job so would you rather spend mid 30s or two hundred thousand dollars for a device or would you rather put about one hundred seventy thousand dollars into marketing and bringing in those clients because that device is not going to make you any money if it's sitting in the corner you don't have patience um, on top of that, so the reason I'm going back with a little bit of Pico and, you know, for let's say 2014, 
2015 is because uh, they actually changed their marketing technique from a tattoo removal device to a skin rejuvenation device because people will pay, you know, four to eight hundred dollars or four hundred to a thousand dollars for facial rejuvenation, uh, or pigmentation, um, improving texture, minor acne scars. Um, I think the body contouring industry is changing dramatically as well. I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. I want to go back to Pico. Sure. Have you, in your experience, do you think that the results with a Pico for facial rejuvenation of the skin is superior to what was previously available with, say, an Erbium or, or a CO2 laser? Well, the Pico is not going to have any downtime, which is nice, but the Q-switch isn't going to have any downtime either. So let's just say it, 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 it's percentage-wise better why not have the patient come in for an extra treatment but not have to spend 170 grand difference on the spread? The patients would be happier to spend, let's say, 250 to $500 for f- facial rejuvenation than to spend 400 to 1000 and come in again. I mean, I this, this is a business at the end of the day. Yeah, but, but, but then it depends on the market, okay? So in New York City, where people are, you know, say you have corporate people who want to go back to work or... or or, uh, you know, by Monday morning, uh, they may be willing to pay the extra bucks to uh, get a device that has a quick turnaround. Sure, but neither of these technologies have any downtime. They're going in for lunch, they're going back right back to work. There's no, there's, you know, it's a 15 to 30 minute treatment. There's no numbing needed. There's no lidocaine. It actually feels quite pleasant. Okay. Uh, it's just warm. It's like a warm, tingly feeling on your face, and you close your eyes, you get the eye shield, and you go right back to work, and you have a nice glow. Um, so to me, it doesn't make sense on a business side, and it's not like you know, cool sculpting that's putting in $60 million a year on average to marketing support to bring you clients, because now you have a $200,000 device in your office, and you have to figure out how to get the clients in there to pay that off. And if you finance it, you have, you have a bill with or without clients every month that you have to pay. So is it going to be out of pocket at a loss? Or you know, are you going to have to spend another $10,000 a month on marketing support, whether it's Google, social media, PR, you know, email blasts, open houses that you'll do? Um, so the important part is also that um, when you get a device that there is a company that's going to stand by it and that service is super important because those devices, service contracts are about 15 to 20 grand a year. And if you have multiple, and they're not movable. So if you have multiple practices, you need to buy multiple of them to offer them. In my experience, I was a speaker for, I was a paid speaker for a a major company, which I won't mention. And, but I, I'm very honest. So I went in front of this audience of uh, other doctors at a major meeting and I to talk about a new device that I was using but I told the audience I said purchasing the device for X amount of dollars is only part of the story I think what you bring up is an excellent point there's a whole other cost that's hidden in a sense that the companies don't talk about and that is the marketing of the device okay and as you said I got up and I said, ladies and gentlemen, you can purchase this for $80,000, but recognize it's going to cost you a lot more money than that to bring patients. And you have to factor that into 
how much you're going to charge each patient who walks through the door because that has to be uh, balanced against the marketing costs as well as the cost of the, of the box. And the company, of course, didn't like that. The company that paid me to speak didn't like that. But I wanted to be honest and tell people. I said, don't be naive. And I think what you're bringing up is a very good point that a lot of these devices, because there is a lot of competition in, in, in the cosmetic um, laser world, that you have to be able to market the device in order to um, create some buzz around uh, your practice. And that's a big hidden expense. And I think that, I think again, uh, you have to look at uh, uh, when you consider purchasing or renting, you have to look at the economics of, of what it's going to take to uh, bring in patients and come out with a profit at the end. And I think that, again, I don't mean to be redundant, but I think that that's where your company fills an essential niche because you're offering uh, not only the education and support, but you're offering a device that can be economically, the, the risk can be spread amongst many do doctors by renting a single device to several doctors, and therefore uh, you're lowering your risk, and, and at the same time you get access to the latest technology. And I think that's why your company is so successful. I think people recognize that, and especially now because it's getting more and more competitive. I mean, you know, there's there's <clears throat> dermatology practices and plastic surgery practices and and other uh, and med spa practices all over uh, the place, and they're all, um, you know, looking for the same type of patient who who has expendable income, who can afford to be treated, and therefore um, there's a there's everything is price sensitive, and therefore I think that you're coming in and you're helping to fill that niche and fill that need. Uh, to provide a economical way to um, stay competitive in the in the marketplace. Yeah, I just think that you know, doctors are, are realizing that they need to generally really give, you know, I guess, an office manager or lead aesthetician role, you know, more of someone I'd say, and to be, you know, in regards to age, but between like twenty five to about high 30s that understand social media, PR, before and afters, speaking video testimonials from patients, them educating their clients on their social media platform. Ari, how did, how did you uh, get into this business? I know you weren't, you're not obviously a physician, but how did you select this business? I got into this business by complete accident. It was my 21st birthday. And I had a family friend's wife who bought a used Sinusure Apogee Elite for hair removal, vascular, skin treatment, pigmentation, etc. And I think he paid for like maybe $45,000. And the device went down, unfortunately. And when he called the manufacturer, they wanted a $30,000 recertification fee, which is makes no sense. I mean, the repair was, you know, something minor. And he was refusing to pay that, that fee. And because of his, you know, mentality, he was like, I'm sure I could figure out how to fix this myself, which he did. And then he realized if I was going to pay $30,000 to get this fixed, 
I'm sure there's other physicians and business owners that are also, you know, having their wallets, you know, taken advantage of. And uh, there's a big service need uh, for affordable solutions. And he started servicing devices and learning about the devices and going to more of a basic laser program that does exist. Um, but then he realized that there's a big issue with these parts because they're all proprietary. You know, so if you're screen breaks you don't have an iphone repair company on every corner you have to go back to apple and apple screen is going to be so expensive they might as well upgrade you to the new phone like the manufacturers do oh my god it's going to be a twenty-five thousand dollar repair but we have this new device and we can give you a trade-in credit and you know you'll have the newest technology and you're going to bring patients because you have the newest and if you don't have the newest then you know then you're just old news and the parts business became very important to him because he had someone service and if you want to get the service done quickly, you need to have the parts accessible. So he started to learn how to have relationships with the same manufacturers that make the parts for the laser companies. Even though they have exclusivity for them, there was ways to, I'd say, create your own original manufacturing part that would be identical. So if the special code was 0001, now it's 0002, but they're identical. So, you know, I'm surprised that the suppliers would uh, breach any contract. Well, you'd have to do a pretty large order. I mean, oh, you're okay. going to have to do oh. a quantity that it makes oh. sense for everyone also. Okay. But it's not a breach of contract. It's actually a new, it's 0002. Okay. So it's an OEM? Is it's, o, it's OEM parts. Right. Everything that he was using was original manufacturing parts. Um, there's also other ways, but that's how we're in business. Okay. So I can't share everything. Oh, okay, but all the parts are all original. We do not use any parts that are, the manufacturers don't use. Any device that we do refurbish is brought back to manufacturer specifications. Um, and then he realized there's a parts need. And that there's, you know, in the U.S., we have direct sales and direct service support. But when you're in the middle of India... There's a distributor there. He has a few technicians, and those technicians leave. They know how to repair the devices. They have the knowledge, but they don't have the parts. So now that technician needs to buy parts, and where are they going to get it from? And it's not just in India. It's all over the world. And all the other companies don't have direct sales generally. They have distributors that have their own um, service team, which, you know, like any other company, has you know people joining and people leaving and doing their own thing. And there's a lot of engineers internationally that need these parts. So they started to become a company based in New Jersey um, that did a great job with parts and service. And uh, I, one of them came to my birthdays. I was in nightlife at the time. I was a promoter in Manhattan, pretty well-established promoter, I'd say. Um, my company was great. I was working like three, four days a week. I was doing very well. You know, I only worked a few hours at night, but I was like, you know what, I'm young. Like, uh, I, my, my brother was telling me that there's a, a huge demand for this in this industry and to go do sales. So I went with them for one day and I swear to God, I got to work at like 8 a.m. I met them at their house because we didn't have an office yet. And I got home at midnight. We went from New Jersey to the Bronx, out to the island, back through Queens, through Manhattan, drove past all the way down to Staten Island. I think we got to Staten Island at like 8 p.m. And we finished the repair probably around 10, 30, 11. And we got back home at 12. And But it was something really interesting that every practice we walked into, the business owners were coming to greet us and were hugging and kissing us. I mean, they were so appreciative 
of how much money we were saving them that they didn't have to cancel patients. They didn't have to spend all this money on service contracts. They had options. People don't like to not have options. Yeah. Well, you're, 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 you know, when you own these devices, you feel, uh, you know, uh, like a captive audience to the, uh, to the manufacturer. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you that from my perspective, when, as, as an owner of, of lasers, you know, you, I have had other people service my uh, lasers subsequently, but there are certain devices that I had to go back to the manufacturer because I thought they had a proprietary uh, device that no one else knew how to fix. Um, I have a question about how has the, um, the per-click model impacted your business per click meaning meaning like yeah i mean they have like these usb ports that go into i don't deal with that at all well there's i mean there's a lot of devices now that that are that are have these usb ports and is that is that a way to block people like you in a sense oh yeah it tries to block us but i mean like even fraxel like for instance fraxel yep i I never touch sold to medical products okay um i don't touch devices with consumables I don't touch devices that we can't service um, because I wouldn't want to mislead the business owner uh, and, God forbid, cause more damage um, or have any legal issues. I'm here to have an honest, clean, fun business that clients can benefit from. What about Groupon? How has that impacted your business in any way? Survival of the fittest. Businesses go out of business because they're on Groupon too much. Uh, people that don't get price competitive go out of business and new people enter the business. So, I mean, there was med spas in Manhattan that, you know, were charging 10 plus thousand dollars for, for six treatments of hair removal that, you know, one Groupon came in play and the other lot of laser spas opened. They didn't reduce the pricing to be more affordable and they couldn't afford their overhead because they had brand new devices. But it always comes down to the devices. If you were to pay $30,000, $40,000, and the guy across the street from you paid $150,000, who, who has a better advantage? You know, And you get to put all that money into marketing, to growing the business, you know, to growing more offices, because you don't only buy one or two devices. You usually buy more over the years. So you know, that's where the first saving cost comes in play, is on the investment. Or if you have a few devices and you're in business, the service costs that you could afford to buy another two devices that year because you saved so much money in service and those two devices made you a few hundred thousand dollars extra in revenue that year. Right. So you, you're certainly taking a, a businessman's approach, which I think is absolutely essential in this day and age. So I think uh, the last subject I'd like to speak about uh, or have a conversation about is um, non-invasive body contouring. What kind of devices do you offer in that uh, area? Sure, so right now, I'd say the leader leader in the industry is definitely Cool Sculpting. They have been since, you know, 2009 they came out. Probably they started really growing exponentially, I'd say around 2012, 2013, because of the consumable factor. Um, then came, you know, Ultra Shape, and then came Sculpture. Um, but there's also devices out there that don't have consumables that offer skin tightening, body contouring, and cellulite reduction for the face and body, you know, which is also not just under the chin for, I guess they'd call it um, the 
cool sculpting mini applicator or the sculptures, you know, um, uh, neck application. And there's devices that can do fine lines, wrinkles, and it's all using radio frequency. So, you know, I'm talking about on the torso itself. What, what, what device do you have that it doesn't have consumables in that, in that area? So we actually work very closely with Viora, and I think that they are the leaders in the top radio frequency technology that isn't just for uh, body or legs or face, but it does everything. And it has multiple applications with no consumables. It's affordable. They have great marketing support. And where we're coming in play with this is that we're going to be adding account managers. After you purchase the device, not only are you trained, but you'll have someone come in and help you with your email blasts, with your social media, with your website, with making sure that your staff can do a proper consultation to upsell those, the treatments. Mm-hmm. Then at the checkout, any of your secretaries or receptionists also understand how to just give awareness to the client, which is the first way of marketing. It's the first step in marketing is to make sure that the clients know that you offer this treatment. And what is this treatment and what could they expect? You know, and if they see the before and afters, which we support them with, then they're going to buy it because they want to have tighter, younger, healthier skin. Uh, And in regards to the body, it's shrinking fat cells. It's tightening. It's not painful. It feels like a hot stone massage. And it's incredible, you know. I mean, honestly, my mom loves it. So you think do you <laughs> we we we've so done you, tre- we so have you, great before and afters on her. So do you think the the results are equivalent to a cool sculpt? No, cool sculpting is going to kill the fat cells. But then, what do you do with all that saggy skin if you don't want to do surgery? You need a radio frequency device. Yes, I I understand that. But there are but for instance, like even cool sculpt. Um, I mean, you it, you know, it's it. First of all, it can be painful as a treatment. I know people have had. My wife had had cold sculpt done, and she had uh, some residual uh, discomfort for at least four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, and uh, and frankly, it didn't do that much. When I looked uh, at the before and afters, I didn't think it was so amazing. I know we all see those amazing pictures, but I, I wonder how many treatments those people had. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's a very expensive device for uh, a lot of practices, and I think a lot of practices have bought into it, um, but there's a lot of uh, downside in terms of the economics of, of owning these devices. So, okay, um, I think I've gotten a, a good overview of the, of the industry. I think I understand what you do, and I think I, I understand where you're, you're uh, filling in a need, and I appreciate your time and um, the information you've provided to us. So, um I'm sure people will, uh, who are listening, who are in, uh, in the field can contact your um, uh, business in, uh, at New York Laser Outlet. We're also in Boston now as well, though. Oh, oh so you're changing the name? No, no, no. <laughs> New York Laser Outlet, Boston. So okay. we actually partnered up with a school that's been in business for 40 years called Catherine Hines. They're the most uh, well-respected aesthetic school uh, in the Northeast. And we have a showroom there. We do service there. We do trainings there. Um, so now we have two locations, and we're looking forward to future expansions. Great. Uh, I wish you a lot of success. Thank you. Right.
The information expressed on the Beauty Doc podcast are the opinions of myself and my guests, and they are not meant to replace a consultation with your doctor or beauty specialist.